Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Pure Worship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Dio, and my total passion in life is to do anything and everything I can to help you get closer to God. I figure if we can do that, it's going to impact every other area of your life. From your finances, to your family, to your job, and without a doubt, your eternity. Sure, we'll talk musical worship, but more than anything, we'll talk fellowship and real friendship with our Heavenly Father. Abundant life done right. Our mission at the Pure Worship Podcast is to help you discover or rediscover that walking and talking full of purpose connection with God, that you might also empower others in the same way. So be encouraged and join the conversation as we go on the journey together. Today on the Pure Worship Podcast, Josh and I break it down to the core of who we are as we dialogue on the topic of wired for worship. You may have heard someone boldly proclaim something like, I was born for that, or I was born for this. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about today. However, we aren't exaggerating one iota when we say that every person was born for this thing called worship. We aren't even exaggerating when we say that every person on the planet worships at every moment of their lives. In fact, it's in our DNA and we can't stop worshiping even if we try. And why should we? All right, so a couple things to look forward to. Josh reminds us that what we focus on, we make room for in our lives, which in essence reveals what we value most. And I talk about this crazy, slightly OCD thing I created called a time budget, all as a result of realizing that each of us will be held accountable for the way we spend the resources we've been given. All right, let's pray and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we recognize your authority in our lives as our maker. We ask that you would help us humble ourselves in your presence to embrace what you have made us to be. Now, Lord, soften our hard hearts and open our deaf ears so we can learn and grow in this moment. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, let's cut to it and not lose any more time as we join this week's Pure Worship Podcast entitled Wired for Worship. Joshua, what's up, man? How you doing? Jeff Dio is in the house, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. We do this on every one. Oh, it's just, all right. It's exciting. Absolutely. It's, it's exciting. So, man, dude, we have, I think, an important thing to be able to talk about today. And I always... I love being able to talk about these things with you because as, as we said, we're, we're kind of talking about how long these podcasts need to be. Obviously, we're trying to do that 30-minute thing or 25 minutes or whatever. But but as you said, like we could probably talk about mayonnaise for 30 minutes or Miracle Whip. Or, which is it? Is it Miracle Whip or mayonnaise? Well, beloved, <laughs> at, in this podcast, we're going to talk about that today. <laughs> <laughs> for 30 minutes so just <laughs> tune out no 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 tune in tune in tune, uh, tune in. in oh no so yeah we are definitely talkers but we just feel like 
we want to be led by the Holy Spirit as to what we're saying, of course. Uh, and I think what we have to say today is something that will really encourage people. And I think really uh, challenge us as well. I mean, that's part of the heart. It's this kind of double-edged sword yep. where we're saying, hey, there's this truth that maybe we're not fully embracing. Uh, but it's a good truth. Yep. So any truth that God gives us is always good. It's always for our benefit. Absolutely. I don't know why we always fight it, but we do. I mean, I do too sometimes. You know, it's like, oh, this truth is killing me. But but God's truth is not meant to hurt us. It's meant to help us. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So we're going to be talking about, uh, I guess you could call this podcast Wired for Worship. Uh, really just talking about the idea that we were born to do this, that this is something that's part of our DNA. Absolutely. Right? It's the hardware that's already installed inside of us that really we just got to tap into. And, and, you know, a lot of times, man, maybe just people aren't aware that this is kind of who they are and this is what we're created to do. So we're going to unpack that today. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, too, when you come into the understanding of truth, you know, you kind of have this choice. You have this uh, moment where you get to choose, like, do I embrace this or mm-hmm. do I just ignore this? And so we're coming to you today and, and honestly presenting this to ourselves as yeah. well, saying, hey, this is what, when we read the scriptures, this is what we see that we were made for. Mm-hmm. And of course, as always with these podcasts, we're not talking strictly about musical worship here. We do feel like music plays a part in this relationship with God, that it's a, it's a tool that's used to help uh, usher us into the presence of God, but the presence of God is not found in the music. Um, it, it, this is all about relationship, right? Yep. So, uh, you know, as we talk about being wired for worship, we have this pivotal moment where we get to choose. Are we okay with that? Are we okay? Like, no, I, I really feel like I was made for this or this, you know, and, but we're saying we read in scripture and we're hearing from the Holy Spirit that really his foremost calling on our lives is to have relationship with him and that we were made for this. And I love the way you said it, you know, it's hardwired in, yep. you know, I mean, there's just... And we'll get into all that stuff, but uh, we'll, we'll unpack the idea that that really there's there's no escape. I mean, that's a, a scary way to say it, but there's no escape. There's no escape from us saying worship is who we are. Yep. So I'll, I'll just kick it off here. Cool. I think part of uh, where some of this has been stirred up in me is honestly from a book from Louis Giglio hmm. uh, called The Air I Breathe. And it's a book that I made one of our textbooks, required textbooks for our worship leading class at North Central University. Uh, I read it and it just really rocked my world. And honestly, it's not a how to lead worship because for me, when I talk to our worship leaders at North Central, my like, guys, the number one, they're, they're kind of like looking at me going, oh, Jeff, like, tell me what can I do to become the best worship leader I could possibly become? Yep. And of course I give them tons of practical ideas and, and, and things that they need to do while they're leading worship. But you and I know this, Josh, I mean, the number one thing you can do to become a great worship leader is to become a great worshiper. Absolutely. Right. So honestly, man, Jeff, when I'm thinking about this, this is kind of like 
the fundamentals, like even with our own ministry, you know, we do a lot of out- outreach and evangelism and discipleship. And we're just coming back to like, what is the fundamental thing? And really coming back to those elemental pieces of like, what can we teach people and train people in? On our end, it's sharing the gospel and raising up disciples. But what is like the foundational truth? And to me, man, this is like the foundation, fundamental thing. If we can get the revelation of this, that this is not only a part of who we are, but this is really who we are. Yes. If we can get this and grasp it, it'll set us up for like what you're talking about as worship leaders, as musicians. This is the platform and the diving board that we jump into (laughs) the deeper water. I was literally going to say springboard. I mean, you know, it's like this springboard where you go boom and it just, it just really, everything else comes from that. Everything else is propelled forward from this thing that we were made to have fellowship and and have intimacy with God. Super cool. So can we choose this and will we choose it? So Louis Giglio, uh, you know, he basically talks about this idea that everyone worships mm-hmm. now when I first read that I'm thinking wait a minute like are you talking about like everyone everyone or like are you talking about just the Christians um, but he he reasons that everyone worships but not only does everyone worship but everyone worships all the time right like every moment every That's breath like what are you talking thought. about yeah because i actually wish that you know in my limited definition of what worship is if i'm thinking about the the few minutes before the sermon you know if yeah. i'm thinking that i'm like man i really wish i worshiped more <laughs> right but louis saying no you actually do worship all the time <sighs> so it's weird it's just that you're not focused on yep. worshiping god all the time right absolutely so so worship then has to do with the thing that we value yeah and when we place value on something we show that it's something that we love or something that we worship, right? So you could take uh, your resources. Uh, and of course, this is where, this is how we show it. I love uh, my, my old pastor from uh, Nashville, uh, Maury Davis. Man, he used to say, listen, and this is back in the day where everybody's using the checkbook, right? Um, still, still on the edge there with that. But, but look at your bank account, look at your checkbook, and you can see what you worship. And he'd make a joke about how, you know, uh, you know, some of you love the grocery store way too much. You see so much money spent, but, but you can see what we value. Is there, is there missions giving in your checkbook? Yeah. Is there uh, giving to support your children? Is there giving to, you know, all these different things. We show what we value yep. uh, by the way that we spend our resources, Absolutely. both money yeah. and of course time. Yep. To me, time is one of the most valuable resources, if not the most valuable resource. Money is one of those where you can give it and still get back. Yep. Technically, outside of the miraculous power of God, once you spend time, it's over. You know, outside of God redeeming the time, right? Yep. I mean, it's it's so it's a valuable resource, and we show what we love by how we spend our time. And so, really, in a phrase, what this is is. What you focus on, you make room for in your life. There you like go. what you give your attention to, those are the gates that you open up and make room for in your life. Man, that's convicting too. I mean, because it goes, you go, okay, now I need to kind of look at my, you know, in our family, uh, we have we have a budget, like a normal financial budget. But what we is also this budget that you're. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. idea well, what you're talking about. Budget. It's uh, it's one of those <laughs> things where we kind of declare what we're going to spend our money on, and we say, hey, here's some category. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. But uh, <laughs> what is this budget you speak of? <laughs> but we also, uh, and I'm a little bit, you know, uh, A-type personality, all right? What? So, I know, I know. It's a revelation, I know. But, but I, we actually, I created a time budget for us as well. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to laugh. 
It's true. It's Nerd true. alert. Can, that is amazing, man. I can Good literally pull out this spreadsheet that oh I have. Gosh. Now, dude, we probably look at it actually about three or four times a year. But it's a thing where I just kind of go, okay, this is how we want to lay out our day. And literally we schedule in time at the beginning of the day for everybody in the family to spend time with God. Cool. That's a time budget. Cause I realized, man, I mean, we all know time just flies. It just goes. And, and all of a sudden you could be sitting there doing something and you realize, Oh, four hours just went by. Mm -hmm. What did I do? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, you know, and I mean, I know that I'm going to be held accountable for how I spend my resources really good, when I get to heaven, you know, and it's convicting and it's challenging all that. And I mean, I know I look like a little bit of a obsessive compulsive type scenario here, but I'm like, you know what? I want to make a plan. Yeah. In fact, for our family, because if we don't make a plan, the enemy's got a plan for us. That's right. He's got a plan for my time. He's got a plan, right? So I'm like, look, I want to make this plan for my life so that I make sure that I, first and foremost, spend time with God and I have this thing. If I'm really wired for worship, if I'm really, if it's really part of my DNA, uh, it makes sense for me to operate in that. So I'm going to make a plan for me to spend some specific alone time. We talked about the secret place, you know, that type of thing. But then I'm going to make a plan for, hey, I'm going to be successful also in how I uh, spend time with my family mm-hmm. or how I uh, do exercise. Mm-hmm. Ah! Um, <laughs> or how I... <laughs> what does this exercise you speak of right (laughs) dude this is hitting too close to home for me dude Uh, i think i'm gonna leave but this is good this is really good so keep rolling man it's awesome yeah yeah so you know anyways time budget and we weren't even talking about this time budget thing uh but it just hit me i think the holy spirit brought to Mm -hmm. my mind and like this is if 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 time is a resource then we need to be careful how we spend it right absolutely and we want to make sure that we're literally on purpose, right? Intentionally yeah, setting aside yeah. time for the Lord. And I mean, we literally do that in the way that we parent our kids as well. I mean, this may sound crazy, but the first thing we taught our kids when they were little, the first number they learn is the number seven. Number seven, we take a digital clock, we cover up the minutes and all they see is the hour, right? And so we say, look, when that number hits seven, then you can actually get out of your bed, but you cannot come out of your room until that number hits eight. So you can imagine the hour, 59 minutes of them staring at that seven to wait for it to turn to eight. No, but seriously, they get lost and play in their room, but it's this beautiful time where now Martha, as a mom, you know, I mean, it's hard to spend time with God if mm. you're a mom. It's hard to find time to car. You got kids running everywhere, some of them getting up at 5.30, whatever. But we trained our kids, like, look, mom needs some alone time with Jesus. Mm. And so that seven to eight, and of course it might be different in, in other people's family. You know, your day may start a lot earlier. So you teach your kids the number five and the number six mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but it gives Martha a chance and myself a chance to have, okay, we know that we're going to be uninterrupted. And it's great because they learn to play by themselves and, and, and function. That's and really all good, man. Really so, good. Anyway, so that's, that, so this whole thing with Louis Giglio saying, hey, we're all uh, wired to worship. We're all worshipers. It just, um, we're all worshiping all the time. Yeah. You know, that's so important for us to understand. So what a crazy thought. Truly. I mean, again, what we focus on, we make room for in our life. Yeah, and this is really crazy. You know, the old English word for worship. Mm. You know, I I always thought that it was kind of a weird word, but the old English word really out of the 16th century is worthship. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what they used to call it. And so, just this idea of you know what we focus on and what we really make time for in our life, it really declares in our own life. It, it's the the voice saying, "This is what's worthy of my time." Yes. And so, really. 
is God worth our time? Is he worth our energy? Is he worth our resources to invest in? You know, it's kind of a weird idea, but but really, what are we giving our time to? So, man, I'm yeah. convicted. I'm pricked, really. Man, it's so good. I mean, uh, one of the other things that Giglio says in his book, he says, what you worship, you become obsessed with. <laughs> whatever you become obsessed with, you imitate. And whatever you imitate, you become come on man uh, so here we are right so if 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 we're all worshiping all the time it's scary because whatever it is that we're putting our value that worthship whatever is worth our time worth our resources whatever we're focusing on in our lives we actually become obsessed with that thing yeah then we begin to imitate that thing and then we actually become like that thing I love it. This is such a unique way to think about understanding the power of worship. I know it's a little weird to consider that we're worshiping God with every single breath. Yeah, John Wimber says it this way. Show me where you spend your time and your money and your energy, and I'll tell you what you worship. Yep, everyone worships. It's just a matter of what you and I are going to focus our worship toward. What do we value? What do we spend the majority of our life pursuing? Ta-da! That's what we worship most. Okay, I have been so blessed to have several churches reaching out to me to purchase multiple copies of my new book, Awakening Pure Worship, for their entire worship team to go through together. For that reason, I've created a set of discussion questions to go along with the book that I will send to you for free when you buy at least 10 copies of the book for your team. Just shoot me an email at info at jeffdo.com or message me through social media and we'll get a package sent off to you pronto hey also don't forget to give us a great review on itunes or podbean or wherever you listen to the podcast this of course will influence others who need to grow in god to join with us all right as we dive back into the conversation josh reads an eye-popping verse from psalm 115 that helps us comprehend this concept of becoming what we worship and I help us break down the why behind this worship thing to discover what the point is after all. So strap in tight and open your heart as we get back to the Pure Worship Podcast. So dude, the, the example for me, and I like to joke about this a little bit, because I mean, you can take this to a little extreme, obviously, just because let's say, for example, you know, uh, we break for lunch, you know, later on today between podcasts. Uh, and we're just eating lunch. And in that moment, we are not actually having a Bible study. Um, so therefore, that means we're worshiping lunch. You know, no, it's we're not saying that you mm-hmm. can't literally have to be having a Bible study and talking about God the entire time. We're just trying to raise the issue that we understand that whatever we value, we spend resources in, right? So I joke about it. One of my absolute favorites, Josh, is Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Oh, I don't know if you've mm. ever encountered <laughs> Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I'd but. rather not talk about ice cream right now. It's <laughs> it's one of those things that uh, I have what doctors call a little bit of a weight problem. Oh, and I, uh, waiting for... Oh. No, 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 no. So tell me about Ben and Jerry's. Uh, no. I mean, you? dude, I mean, like, 
I don't know. To me, these flavors, they're just incredible. Yeah. I mean, we got we got milk and cookies, which is like uh, Oreo on steroids. Uh, I mean, it's like milk and cookies, uh, incredible. Uh, we've, one of my favorites is Boom Chocolata. I mean, it's this incredible, like, dark chocolate cookie that's mashed up into... <laughs> what I mean, are it's you just doing right now? I mean, and then there's this peanut butter chocolate. Oh, I mean, then, oh my goodness, um, Chunky Monkey. You know, it's like uh, almonds <laughs> and like banana flavored. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then so we... We literally, Josh, I'm telling you, we will go to the store and you know, I don't like to go to the store that often. So I have to buy in bulk. So I will get like seven, eight, nine of course. Uh, pints of this stuff. And dude, especially when it's on sale, dude, if it's on sale, cause I think it'd be like $5 a pint. Yeah. If they got done with like three fifty. Dude, I'm telling you, oh, you I lose money doing... on this. Exactly. Because I mean... <laughs> I'm going to buy it anyway. So I buy 12 of them. I bought 12 one time. Nice. And people are looking at me as they're checking out. Beep, beep. They're like, oh, you're having a, a party or something. Or they'll say, somebody likes ice cream. It's for, <laughs> like, it's for the kids. Yeah, no for kidding, the Captain kids. Obvious. <laughs> it's for the kids. It's for the exactly. kids. We're having a party. Uh, it's a birthday party for kids. But yeah, so I I joke that I could spontaneously combust into a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah, well, what you behold, you become, man, and you just might have some cookies and cream popping out of your belly button. (laughs) So I have cut things out of my diet, many other not-so-good things, so that I could enjoy a little more Ben and Jerry's. (laughs) Well, what's... Okay, to your point. Yes. Psalm 115, man. uh, I've never even seen this verse. uh, No, bring it. But this is so crazy. Psalm 115, verses 4 through 8. Look at this. It says, Their idols are silver and gold made by human hands. And they have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk. And they cannot make a sound with their throats. Those who make them are just like them, as are all who trust in them. Like, whoa. So yeah, truly, if, if you behold these things, if you, the thing that you worship or worship, the worthy mm-hmm. of your time, energy, mm-hmm. resource, all this stuff, like, that's what you become. And this is such a convicting thing. Like, I'm just like, you know, we're going to talk about this in future podcasts, these American idols that we've established in our own lives or made peace with. And man, the Lord is just like, man, this is not what I've created you for. I've created you yes. for something more. Yeah. It really is incredible. I mean, you, you bring that verse and it's so powerful because what you're talking about is actually very scary it really is yeah because because you go back and you look at the list of things that it talks about about idols which is so crazy and we will dive into a little bit more but it's definitely worth bringing up now like these idols that we have made they are the epitome of something that cannot you know they they stand on a shelf Mm -hmm. but literally they have legs but they can't Mm -hmm. walk Mm -hmm. Uh, they have ears but they can't hear Uh, these idols these uh, they have mouths but can't speak. And so what, what we're saying here, right, with this scripture is that as we behold these idols in our lives, then we become like them. So it's scary because you're saying, okay, you're going to become, if we worship idols, then we'll become what they are, yeah. right? If that's what it says. So can you read that last verse again? Yeah, the last one, verse eight, is Look it? at this. Those who make them are just like them, as well, are all who trust in them. Yeah. So, so we trust in these idols. Yeah. So then we also become spiritually, and we're talking about spiritually here. Obviously, we're not talking about like suddenly we're going to lose our eyesight, our yep. physical eyesight. We're talking about spiritual eyesight here, right? So we really are hoping to go the other way. We're hoping to get more awakened in our eyesight. Yeah. Oh, oh God, open our eyes. That's our prayer, right? 
But here he's saying, if you'd like to go the opposite direction, mm. just begin to behold or worship something that's not me. Yeah. Go against what you were made for. Go against what you were wired Ooh. to do. You were wired to worship me. You were wired to have fellowship with me. But if you will worship other things and you will become like those things, you'll become spiritually handicapped. You'll become spiritually lame, yeah. just like those idols that can't walk. When you behold them, you'll become like them. And that's mm-hmm. scary. It's super scary. Yeah. Oh, man. So I'll, let me just read another scripture here, yeah. you know, that kind of touches on, and this is one of my favorites, but it's from Revelation chapter five, uh, really just touches on, you know, God's vision of what he created us to do. Mm-hmm. When he says that all creation is coming together to worship him. So good. And we're going to talk about in a minute, don't let me forget, I, I know you were wanting to bring this up, but the idea of, you know, what's the point of all this, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, so we'll yeah, get yeah. to that for sure. But, but here's a revelation chapter five, verse nine. And they sang a new song with these words. You are worthy to take the scroll and break its seals and open it for you were killed and your blood has ransomed people for God mm. from every tribe and language and people and nation. Verse 10, and you have caused them to become God's kingdom Hmm. and his priests, right? So this is all people Hmm. and they will reign on the earth. Verse 11, then I looked again and I heard the singing of thousands and millions of angels around the throne and the living beings and the elders. And they sang in a mighty chorus, the lamb is worthy, the lamb who was killed. He is worthy to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Verse 13, and then I heard every creature in heaven and uh, so every creature, right? Yes. Right. We got all the angels, all the living beings, every creature that's alive says, I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea. And they also sang blessing and honor and glory and power belong to the one sitting on the throne and to the lamb forever and ever. And so, you know, this just paints a picture. If God had it and he will have it the way he wants it, yep. then, then he's going to have it this way. Yeah. And that all beings, all created beings are going to be doing what they were created to do. And gosh, isn't that a horrible thing, Josh? Totally. <laughs> it horrible. sounds like such a controlling, domineering I mean, after all, it says, you know, blessing, honor, glory, and dominion. Or, yeah. You know, that must be because God is so insecure in himself and he must need mm. all living creatures and all nations and tribes and tongues because, you know what, you know, because that's what he made us for, darn it. And, yes. And that's, that's, yes. that's what he's polished it like. Yes. He's, he's pointing his finger at us and he's saying, you better do this or else. Right. So my question, Jeff, is yeah. why? Okay. So he made us for this. Um, like, what is the point? Is it because he has to have this and because, uh, he, he, like, I don't know, like, this yeah. is something I've been thinking about and wrestling through in the last few months. And, yeah. and, uh, so I think I know the answer, but how would you kind of sure, take that? Sure. And we'll just tag team on it. But I mean, you know, your, your point is obviously a lot of people feel that God is controlling and yep. he is like the epitome of self-centered, you yep. know, he's all about himself, narcissistic, as Absolutely. we would say, yep. right. Yeah. He's all about himself, which is to me, it's kind of crazy. Now I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. Like, I mean, he is going to have his way. It's his way. But the, the funny thing is that his way is the best way. So we know that. So let's just look at it this way. He's a creator, yeah. right? And so he created us. He said, you know what? I'm going to make something. 
I'm going to make these people, I'm going to make them and I'm going to give them a purpose. Mm. And yet then we would say back to God, how dare you make us with a purpose and tell us who we have to be. Right. But to me, the funny thing is, is that we do the same thing over and over again. We are so hypocritical when it comes to this because everything that we create in this world is created with a purpose. There are very few things that people create that just say, hey, just, I'm just going to make this thing and whatever (laughs) you feel like using it for, you know, the guy who made the pencil didn't envision someone taking it and use it to clean out their ear, right? I mean, it just, it just wasn't, right? You just like stick that thing in there. Well, it can be kind of dangerous, you know? I, I said earlier, you know, like the guy who made the TV, he made it for us to sit and to look at a screen and enjoy the picture and all this stuff. Well, if I took it and I, I decided that I was going to uh, use it to pound in a nail, you know, I'm just going to shot put, man. Yeah, like, I'm going to lift it up. I'm just going to put that nail in. I'm just going to bang it on the head of the nail because I feel like it should be. It's like a hammer for right, me, you know, right. you know, but but I'm so offended that the TV guy would say, well, no, no, you should set it up on a stand and you should watch it. Well, I'm going to use it for whatever I want to use it for. Like I can use it <laughs> if I get mad at Josh, I can I can slam it into his uh-huh. face. You know, I mean, I can use it for whatever I want. Right. And we're, we're so hypocritical when it yeah. comes to this idea, because we Literally, everything that we make is made for a purpose and it's made specifically for that purpose and not for other purposes. Yes. You know, and so for us to tell God that it's wrong or controlling, is every creator then on the planet a control freak? Because they said, oh, I know I'm going to do. I'm going to make a drum set and people must play it. They must hit the heads if they don't and they decide to use it as a bowling ball. It could all go wrong. You know? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> but we have that approach to God for whatever reason. Yeah. That's, it's so absurd. I mean, as you're it talking is. about, it's so ridiculous. So, so we are all made for a specific purpose. Purpose, yes. Everything that we're saying. And again, that's the creative side of what God has put inside of us. When we create, we do have a specific purpose. Yes. And, and what you're saying is, is God made us for a specific purpose. Yes. Uh, and it's not to lord over us. It's not to to, to be uh, this angry God. If we don't obey that, to strike us down with a lightning bolt. He made us to follow him and to worship him because he knows what's truly best for us. And in fact, I love that you use the lightning bolt analogy because it's honestly us who hurts ourselves. I mean, if anybody's striking ourselves with lightning bolt, it's us. When we don't do what we were made to do, it's like we're calling down lightning on ourselves. God's not sending the lightning or the way we say it is we'll shoot ourselves in the foot, right? It's not like God is shooting us like, ah, well, if you don't do what you were made to do, then I'm going to, you know, cause you to have a bad day. No, no. It's what you were made to do. So if you choose not to embrace it, if I choose not to embrace what I was made for. It's me who's shooting myself in the foot. Yes. Embrace. Oh, Jeff, will you please just embrace what God's made you for? And it will change your life because you'll be efficient. You'll be functional when the TV does what it's supposed to do. When the drum set does what it's supposed to do. How good is it? Right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I love, I love what my friend says, uh, Jeff Grinnell. He says this, look, we don't have to teach you how to worship because everybody worships. He says, you don't have to teach you how to worship. We just have to teach you how to worship God. There it is, man, right there. You know, I mean, it's so good. I say it this way in the book. uh, It says this, if we don't worship God, the very choice we make not to worship him becomes the choice we make 
to worship something else. Shoot. <laughs> Thereby shooting ourselves in the foot, as you yeah. say, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I mean, that is what's happening. So we're hurting ourselves. So we're just challenging wow. you guys today. Yeah. We're saying, look, guys, like, don't fight what you were made for. Mm-hmm. It's really insanity for us to fight what we were made to do. Embrace your calling to love your Savior. It will be fulfilling. It will change your life. It will impact everything. Every other area of your life will be blessed and and encouraged and strengthened because you do what you were made to do. So good. We're wired for worship. That's it. All right, guys, that's a wrap on this week's podcast entitled Wired for Worship. Josh and I are so grateful for the connection we're making with you as you listen and participate in this journey along with us. But will we fight it or will we embrace it? Will we embrace what we were made for? Are we okay with our inherent design as dictated by our loving Savior? Or will we attempt with all of our might to be something else, something other than what God created us for? Fighting and struggling, whining and complaining all of our lives rather than simply trusting the one who made us. Okay, on our next podcast, Josh and I continue in our discussion of the who of worship. Honestly, you may be a little shocked at the revelation we unveil, especially when it comes to the person of Jesus. So make sure you stay tuned as Tuesday rolls around so you can join us for the next Pure Worship Podcast.